2: On the Sig Sauer
3: Platinum Microphone. Mark, we know they want to take our guns, and now we're going to make them
0: eat it. Freedom might be an uphill battle sometimes, but freedom will always prevail. Proudly presented to you by X-Insurance.
2: X-Insurance. X Insurance. Here is your host of Armed American Radio, the loudest conservative voice in America fighting
0: for your rights, Mark Walters.
1: Walters. Walters.
0: Uh, here we go. Armed American Radio's monster cast. Not the end of your week. Week today, ladies and gentlemen, the beginning of your week. Mark Walters filling your prescription for freedom today and every day here today on the Monster Cast in front of this Sig Sauer, very powerful platinum microphone reaching hundreds of radio stations across the nation today in the Car Firearms Group Studios. All of it presented to you today and every day by X Insurance. We are broadcasting on your devices, television sets, etc. You can thank Daniel Defense and Led Slingers for that. And before we go to our first guest, and the lineup is huge tonight, that will be Alan Gottlieb. Greg, would you please tell people where to watch the program, please? Sure. Absolutely. Head on over to armedamerican org or .com and in that top right-hand corner, you're going to see three little hash marks. Just
4: give those a click and when that window pops open, just Select that Watch Live option. If you're doing something important like driving and you can't really watch, well, we have a Listen Live option right above Watch Live. So head over there, and when you click that link, you'll see two subsequent links pop open. One's going to be for the Monday through Friday daily defense broadcast, and the other is for this show right here, the Sunday MonsterCast. If you've missed either of these two broadcasts and you need to get caught up, we'll head on over to the podcast link right above Listen Live and catch up on any program you may have missed Uh, If you'd like to support us while you're out and about, we'll head on down to our shop link at the bottom of all of these links and pick yourself something nice up over there. And lastly, if you'd like to join our live chat, head on over to your app store, grab the Telegram messaging app, create your profile
0: and search for Armed American Radio Conversations. And boom, that gets you in there. Thank you for that, Greg. Appreciate it very much. Let's go to the telephone line. Guest number one today, Alan Gottlieb, founder of the Second Amendment Foundation. Mr. Gottlieb, the pleasure is mine Gee, do you think we can find anything to talk about today, Alan?
5: Wow, what a week it's been. It's has been really going to be a lot happening. Uh, I think we're not going to have enough time today, Mark.
0: Well, you know, that's that's a gimme. That goes without saying. So let me apologize in advance to listeners around the country today. We just simply won't. We will get to everything, as much of everything that I have lined up for Alan, as we can. Alan, before we go to the good, let's save the the, the best for last. Let's start first off. With the story that is now no longer in the news because of Donald Trump, and that would be Nashville and the CCRKBA, the foundation, has put out uh, two press releases relative to that. uh, The CCRKBA did Uh, instead of more research. Uh, One was titled Make Schools Hard Targets. We'll get to that one in a second. But the first one that came out on Tuesday was it's a mental health crisis, not a firearms crisis. So how does the Citizens Committee and the founder of the Second Amendment Foundation respond to the literal hysteria coming from the gun grabbers after Nashville?
5: Well, I think the main soundbite, Mark, was basically that firearms don't have a brain to hate with or a finger to pull its own trigger. So what you're looking at here is that it's a human that creates the problems. And in this case, we have mental health issues that we're not really dealt with. And again, this is not the first time we've had a mass shooting with mental health issues that have not been dealt with. It seems like it's almost every single one.
0: It, it, you know, Alan, let's let's talk about that briefly. Because the left comes back to us when we say it's a mental health issue and we need to deal with mental health, etc., And they all throw out there that all people, the mental health is an issue everywhere. But this is a uniquely American problem when, in fact, that in itself is not true. And ladies and gentlemen, we'll talk with John Lott in greater detail about that later in the program today as well. But, Alan, the mental health aspect, this case epitomized that for a number of reasons number one you had someone who was actually seeking help somehow not reported bought guns legally that didn't show up so that's something we can chat about in the background check process which is something they're all screaming for yet again someone buys their guns legally someone who's got mental issues that is seeking assistance for that and then there's the transgender issue that the left is all over and some of the left-wing papers are almost excusing that behavior which is a dynamic that I predicted on the daytime show right after the story broke, quite frankly. And then from that point on, we have this issue where she texted a friend to say, look, I'm going to die today. All And, you know, there's your red flag. This woman, her friend, made phone calls and couldn't get assistance. Let's break this down a little bit. How do, how do we respond to those issues?
5: Well, let's add to that one more thing, and that is earlier in the week, not the same day, but early in the week, she posted photographs of herself. You know, with with firearms uh, on Internet, you know, uh, social media sites, Um, there's a whole lot, again, again, you know, tip offs and reasons why this could have been caught and prevented. But wasn't, Uh, you know, again, you know, it's really a problem. We've uh, diminished mental health treatment in this country significantly. Uh, and, and and it's showing up. It's been decades in the building, and it just keeps getting worse all the time, and, and they refuse to address it because, quite frankly, it's not their narrative. Their narrative is to ban guns, and so they don't want to talk about other issues uh, underlying underwriting causes for any of this. They just want to take the gun away. What if she didn't use a gun? I mean, what if she used, you know, knives? What if she used a pipe bomb? What if she used, you know, uh, some kind of chemical? Uh, it, you know, you ban everything that was this in the world, if a person has a mental health issue, it isn't going to work, and it hasn't worked, and it won't work in the future. Guess what? The American people know that.
0: I, I agree with you. The American people do know it. And I think that evidenced itself. I, I, that became clear with some response from the left. They They, they simply hung on one issue, and that was because they're so close to saying it, many of them do say it, they don't offer a solution other than saying generic statements like, it's the gun, it's the gun, it's uniquely American, it's the gun, it's the gun. It's not the gun, it's the person wielding the gun that's killing people. We know that, and I think you're absolutely correct, Alan. The American public does know that. Let's go now to, instead of more research, make schools hard targets. I don't know how else... I don't think we can overemphasize the response from Nashville PD was incredible, and we saw what happened, unlike Uvalde. This was complete opposite of what happened, or I should say what didn't happen in Uvalde. Let's let's chat about that a little bit, the response and hardening our schools, because that absolutely has to happen, Alan. It has to.
5: It does. Now, the response was excellent. It was uh, it was fantastic. I mean, it, it was great. It was you know a good guy with a gun stopping a bad person with a gun. Uh, it, it was really well done. Uh, again, the only problem is the police aren't going to get there till the first shots are basically fired, and that's why we have to have hardened targets. Why does this school have glass doors? Um, that was like you know that wasn't didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Um, uh, you know, why wasn't there a resource officer that was armed that was in the building for a school that size? That doesn't make sense to me. And, again, unless we're willing to fund those things, uh, we're not going to get there. But what does the other side want to do? They want to fund anti-gun stu- studies to ban guns rather than taking that money and using it to harden our schools and, and, and give, give more protection to our children. Uh, you know, give, they want to give the money to, to the uh, CDC, uh, you know, to you know, sit there and come up with some type of gun control scheme, uh, rather than giving the money, you know, where it needs to go to harden our schools to save lives. Again, this is all about getting rid of your right to own a firearm, rather than solving a problem, you know, of criminal or mental mental issue problems that we have. It it, it really, it's getting to the point that uh, I think the American people now really fully understand. We need to fund
0: making schools hard targets. I think the response that that very dramatic video that was released by uh, Nashville PD also made that very, very clear. We see what happens when there's a quick response. Let's not forget what happened in St. Louis months back where the response was even quicker and the killer was was put down much faster and it clearly saves lives. Anti-gun Democrats want to spend $50 million a year for the next five years to finance boondoggle research by the CDC under something called the Gun Violence Prevention Act. That's what Mr. Gottlieb was just speaking about. They want to make it appear as if they're doing something when they're actually not doing anything. And Alan continued with, why spend five more years on unproductive research, which we all know will ultimately recommend more research? It translates to job perpetuation for bureaucrats who do nothing while our schools remain vulnerable, soft targets. And, Alan, we would be remiss if we also didn't touch quickly on the fact that in the manifesto that the sick, twisted, demented killer wrote prior to attacking the school, another target that she wanted to attack, she clearly commented, as is often the case, was too much security. We know this works, ladies and gentlemen. It must be done. Yes, it's sad, but it must be done. Alan, when we come back, we've got some good news. I want to hit on uh, Minnesota, uh, the preliminary injunction in, um, in, I believe this was California, in the handgun roster case. There's a lot going on here, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to talk with Mr. Gottlieb about some victories across the country that matter. That you're not hearing about, frankly, if you were a member of the Second Amendment Foundation, you would be hearing about these things. So join us while we're talking with Mr. Gottlieb during a break. Head over if you can do it safely. SAF.org. Join us. It's 15 bucks for an annual membership to the Second Amendment Foundation. We've got another segment with Alan Gottlieb. We're going to talk about some victories and anything else if we have time that Alan can get to. We'll be back right after this. Don't go away.
7: It's well known that we live in a world where even good police officers can become targets for frivolous lawsuits. At X Insurance, we provide liability insurance for police officers to eliminate your exposure and to protect you. We're the very best at what we do, and we've been doing it for more than 40 years. We offer same day quotes and solutions, so call us today or have your insurance agent call us. But call today, and let's get that target off your back. For more information, visit xinsurance.com. That's xinsurance.com.
8: Daniel Defense firearms are guaranteed for life, trusted worldwide, and designed, engineered, and manufactured right here in America. Daniel Defense, freedom, passion, precision. Freedom, passion, precision.
0: Three words that Joe Biden doesn't understand. But they do it, Daniel Defense, made right here in Georgia. Black Creek, Georgia, to be exact. 101 Warfighter Way. Check out DanielDefense.com. And while you're there, visit the Double D foundation.org and support them. Doing amazing. Fantastic work bringing up the youth shooting sports, helping the kids. I'm honored and privileged every year to MC that annual fundraiser down at that beautiful Daniel Defense facility. So check them out, DanielDefense.com. Get on their uh, their email list. It's a great one. You're not going to get hammered by emails. Just get in there, DanielDefense.com. Sign up for those emails. You'll love them when they come in. I eat those things up. It's like waiting for Christmas when I get those emails because there's so much cool stuff in there. A federal judge in California has issued an order granting a preliminary injunction against enforcement of sections of the state's unsafe handgun act while denying a preliminary injunction request against other sections of the law this was chief judge dana sabra of u.s district court for the southern district of california alan can you explain to us what what that means
5: yeah this is actually the second preliminary injunction issued against california on their handgun safety law so to speak this one goes a little further than the first one did uh because this one also uh, took out a section of it that says that for every gun they put on the safe handgun list that you can buy in California, they have to remove three guns from the list uh, so that your selection of firearms for handguns in California keeps decreasing until obviously there will be zero available. The judge also struck that down as well. Uh, This is another good sign of what's going on. You know, The Second Amendment Foundation's tagline has been winning firearms freedom one lawsuit at a time. Well, now I think we have to change that based on last week to winning Final Freedom <laughs> one loss at a time twice a day because so we won two big losses in one day. Uh, and this is get becoming... Uh, More and more, the norm that we're we're winning quickly, rather than having to go to trial, we'll get preliminary injunctions before we have to spend hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars in a courtroom. Uh, Of course, California will appeal this, and it's still going to cost us more money. But the bottom line is, is that we are seeing, since the Bruin decision, a significant flurry of court victories and wins protecting and expanding our right to keep and bear arms.
0: Alan I'm curious you mentioned California's there you know it, it's we know what's happening there they keep dwindling the list it keeps getting smaller and smaller and smaller that's not by design by any chance is it
5: Of course it is. They admit it was their design, (laughs) but we quoted that in our, in, in, in our briefing. Uh, it's totally by design to, to have less guns available for sale. They've done everything they can with, uh, you know, a zillion different anti-gun laws to hogtie gun owners in, in that state and, 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 and and basically make it next to impossible to exercise your, your constitutional rights. You know, we have now one in California court decisions are, of course, California's appealing to courts, but we've won on assault and bans. We've won on magazine bans. We've now won on their, their so-called handgun roster or micro-stamping uh, provisions, or this the three-for-one provision. Uh, we've won on 18- to 20-year-olds. We're beating California up pretty badly. It's just going to take another year to until all those things clearly appeals, but we never used to win at the lower court levels, uh, but now we are thanks to the Bruin decision, and this is just puts a smile on my face, and yeah, uh, it, it, it's just been really great. And not just in California you are winning; but in other states. You know, we won, we won in New York, New Jersey, and Illinois. We just won this another case. I think we're going to talk about in a minute in Minnesota on Friday. Yeah. I, I, this is going. This is fantastic. And if every
0: case we win, Mark, you file another one someplace. It's going to be absolutely great. Yeah, it has been. It's 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 not been widely reported. I, I guess my next question before I take you to Minnesota is. Rather than talking about this nonsense like drag queen shows for kids, why aren't the ABC, NBC, CBS is talking about these victories? This
5: well, is real news. If I want to be kind and polite to them, but I know that's really not the case here. These, these victories tend to come out on late Friday afternoons when the courts release release opinions and you know these journalists are lazy and they, they're going home early and they're not reporting on it but again if the other side would have a victory let me tell you it's front page news so oh, yeah. it, it, it's a lot of it again also by design where the sure. other side doesn't want to pr- promote the fact that we're winning all over the place but, but i want to get to know and your listeners to know we're working really hard seven days a week 24 hours a day and we are winning
0: that's important, ladies and gentlemen. We want you to come away with this sense that we are because we are because you it's just, it's just huge lies of omission. From mainstream media alphabet soup outlets out there, they're simply not telling you because it destroys their narrative. Let's go to Minnesota, where a federal judge on Friday struck down a state restriction. This is huge, ladies and gentlemen, limiting handgun carry permits to those over age 21 in a case, of course, brought by the Second Amendment Foundation, citing Second Amendment guidelines in last year's. Uh, Supreme Court Bruin ruling. The case is Worth versus Harrington. Alan, this is a big deal because these are, you know, we're seeing this being fought in other states, this 18 to 21, where 18 to 20 year olds are being denied their constitutional rights. What happened here and when can we get this done at the Supreme Court? Hopefully, maybe or never. I don't know.
5: Well, we're going to have some circuit splits on, on this, where some circuits are going to be ruling against this, because, because the circuit splits are going to exist, and we're going to have a, a number of winning circuits as well on, on 18 to 20-year-olds being either able to buy a firearm or being able to get a permit to carry one for self-protection. We are definitely going to probably see this at the u.S Supreme Court uh, unless some other case on a different issue gets to the court and the court gets an expanded ruling that basically makes it, makes it move to have to take it one of these cases to the court. But there's no doubt that various Minnesota as already said that they're going to put an emergency order in to appeal this case. So uh, you know again, we're not out of the woods yet, but we will be over time, and it's really great to win in these states. Uh, you know it's only the really hardcore. So called blue states that the Democrats control you know, or ones where they control you know most of the government apparatus that we have problems in it 's like a you know a handful of states' it's less than a dozen in total, and there's only like about seven or eight that are really real problem ones that 's where all our lawsuits are focused right now, mostly at least because that 's where the problems are and that and that 's where we 're overturning these anti gun laws and it 's really great, and I just feel so proud of everybody the like 2nd an Amendment Foundation and all our attorneys putting all this hard work in. To, to restore the rights of, of, you know, millions of Americans in these so-called blue states that, that have had their rights taken away. This is just, it's, 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 it's just really, really, really rewarding.
0: It is, and it's it's monumental, guys. Listen to me when I tell you this. This is monumental stuff that they're failing to tell you about. That's why it's so important that we talk about these things with you every single week and every day on Armed American Radio's Daily Defense as well. Alan, let's talk quickly before we run out of time. Florida now. The bill is heading to DeSantis' desk. Florida becomes, and I use the term constitutional carry. I know some people are going to say it's not true constitutional carry because it's not open carry. We're going to call it that anyway, even though it's permitless carry. Florida, 26 state, the majority of states are now permitless or constitutional carry. Alan, 20 seconds. Go ahead and take it away.
5: It's salivary. That's another area where the denized movement has been very successful and we've been winning and we're gonna have a more more it's joining that. We now the majority of the country where you can carry a per- carry a firearm for self protection and you don't even need a permit to exercise your constitutional
0: right. Hey David Hogg, put that in your wind bag and smoke it. The majority of American states no longer require a permit for law abiding citizens to carry a firearm alan gottlieb doing god's work at the second amendment foundation thank you sir for everything saf.org join us join alan it's seven days a week 24 7 we're fighting these battles on your behalf and we are winning we'll be back with parkland dad ryan petty right after this
8: It's Andy Hoosier, the voice of reason on KQAM, Wichita's Big Talker, and you're tuned in to the Armed American Radio Network.
0: Now let's get back to the man himself, Mark Walters. Yeah, the Armed American Radio Network, you are tuned in, and you are on the Armed American Radio Network with me. I am, of course, your host, Mark Walters, filling your prescription for freedom today and the other five days, Monday through Friday, on Armed American Radio's Daily Defense. Today here in the Sig Sau on the Sig Sauer Platinum Microphone in the Car Firearms Group Studios. All of it brought to you today and every day. Every day, every minute of the show by the great X Insurance. Make sure to check out X Insurance and all of our partners at armedamericanradio.com. Welcome back in with me. Let's get cracking and keep it rolling. We've got a huge lineup today and Ryan Petty, Parkland Dad, joins me now. Good friend Ryan, great to have you here today. Thanks for jumping in here. I appreciate it. We have a lot to cover with you. We're going to move quickly, okay?
4: Absolutely. Busy week.
0: Oh, it really has been. We were just talking about some court victories with Mr. Gottlieb that the mainstream press through what I call and refer to for many years as a lie of omission just doesn't tell us about. But before we get going on all that in Nashville and the left's reaction and some of your responses that I see out in Twitter world where the left is just going hysterical, you are headed to a range day in Texas this week with some YouTube celebrities what's going on out there at the ranch and what type of this is charity event I'm sure that you're working with tell us about it and tell listeners how maybe they can help or participate in the charity event
4: well um, I'll let you know so I uh, I become friends online with a couple of uh, of youtubers that are uh, fairly prominent uh, one is a, a guy named donut operator former police officer that does... Um, shooting breakdown videos, and uh, we connected over, uh, you know, our love of the Second Amendment and uh, support for law enforcement. And so um, he and uh, another gentleman named Brandon Herrera, AK guy, uh, is his YouTube uh, channel, uh, asked if I wanted to come out. They're going to put on a range day. Um, I don't know if it's a charity event, so I'm not sure about that. But um, they said, hey, you want to come out and shoot a whole bunch of fun stuff and just have have a lot of fun with uh, with uh, some of our friends out uh, out in San Antonio so I'm headed out there this week to do that nice and um, we may try to turn it into a counter protest to the protest that we understands going on where uh, March for our lives and David hogg and that group are trying to get students to walk out in protest you know for more gun control we may do a hey we're, we're going we're gonna do a range day we'll see your your March protest, you know, your walkout protest and we'll raise you a range day. How's that?
0: (laughs) That sounds like an absolute plan. And yeah, I I may have misread the text here from you a little bit ago about the charity. So if if that does turn out to be the case, by all means, let me know. And we'll definitely let listeners know. Yeah. You're going to have a great time in San Antonio. And I, in fact, uh, know some folks down in San Antonio. I think I'm going to send your way while you're down there. So I'll talk with you off air a little bit more about that with some details. Uh, Let's talk about David Hogg for a moment because he becomes, with his his incessant, insufferable tweeting, I've never seen, I mean, his parents would do well to tell him to close his mouth. He makes a fool of himself several times a day with some of his boneheaded tweets. And I see you get in there and respond as you should, and I'm glad you do, I have from time to time. It's difficult. Sometimes I just stay off the keyboard and just turn it off. I can't even bother looking at it because it's so much nonsense about you don't have an individual right, et cetera. You know, regulation, he believes, means government control. He has no idea for a habit, man, what he's even talking about. But a lot of people follow him. So I'm glad to see you in there. When he makes these goofball statements and you know sets up these walkouts and so, and so forth, what goes through your mind? And I, I guess I'm just going to ask you, why do you feel that you need to respond to some of those boneheaded tweets? Albeit, I'm glad you do.
4: Well, I debate. I debated for a long time whether I should react to him or not, but there became a point um, a couple of years ago where I said, enough. You are, you, you have continued in the five years since Parkland to invoke the name of my daughter. I'll keep all the other families and all the other victims out of this. But you use my, you know, your organization has used my daughter's picture. you You're on Twitter talking about gun control. Um, you imply that everyone from Parkland is pro gun control, and that's absolutely not the case. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are more families of Parkland victims that are not pro gun control than you would than you would believe. Many of them are quiet, and that is their right. And you know, I, far be it for me to disclose who they are. Mm-hmm. I just can't uh, stand him raising money when you look at um, their, their, what's called the Form 990, right, which you file with the IRS when you're a charitable organization, look at the money that organization has raised. Look at what they've then spent that money on, which is stupid things like walkouts and marches and these, these ignorant protests that they, that they do in state capitals that look a lot like an insurrection to me. Uh, they won't call it that. Of course, the left doesn't left apparently can't uh, you know have an insurrection. It's only the right that can do that. But they do all they they basically take all this donor money and they and they gear it towards these ridiculous protests that absolutely do nothing other than stir up people um, uh, to, to to generate more donations. And I've had enough. I'm I'm tired of these organizations raising money off of the victims of these tragedies and so um, I occasionally let him have it on Twitter
0: well I'm glad you do and I, I gotta tell you stand up stuff because I know it's tough it is tough for you I know it is uh, you know he uh, you responded to a tweet that he put out a little while ago I, maybe maybe it was earlier today I've lost count of how many stupid tweets he's put out lately but he's, he tries to put himself he sends photographs or videos of himself shooting and you know F the NRA. I shoot my fam- you know, he's not one of us. He likes- but this is- this is a technique they've all, you know, used for years. I have a carry permit too. I'm one of you. And I hate the NRA. He's foul mouth out there on Twitter, but he mentioned something about we passed the Parkland bill, blah, blah, blah. And you reminded his followers that he had nothing to do with the Parkland bill. I'd like you to let my listeners know what it was he tried to take credit for that he had absolutely nothing to do with, because this is the type of nonsense that's nonsense that boils my blood.
4: Yeah, so he... You know, he's made this claim before that after Parkland, they, you know, they passed the first, you know, gun control legislation in Florida in 30 years. It has been more than, you know, multiple generations. And, and some of that is true. And, Mark, you and I have talked about that. I have some qualms about some of the things that happened right after Parkland. We raised the age to purchase a long gun from 18 to 21. I don't think we needed to do that, number one. And number right. two, we passed a red flag law. And I have concerns about due process and red flag laws. But those things happened. And, you know, he's taken credit. And and a whole bunch of other things happened, too, right? We put armed security in every school in Florida. We created the Guardian program. We have spent close to a billion dollars now with this this new budget coming up close to a billion dollars in the last five years in the state of florida to protect our schools and ensure that what happened at parkland doesn't happen again and all of that he takes credit for when in fact what he what he and his group did in the week before that i got up there to actually talk with legislators and to help them get the bill passed with Andrew Pollack, another um, victim's father, Andy and I went up there and worked with the legislators. He had poisoned the well. They had gone in and, and just taken over offices, and it was like an insurrection. And they mm-hmm. had made legislators in the, sta- in the state capitol so angry that by the time we got there, we had to not only not only deal with the grief that we were still dealing with. This was three weeks after my daughter was killed, we had to get legislators back on board with passing some sort of school safety legislation after they had been yelled at and screamed at and called murderers and told they had blood on their hands. And this is all hog in that organization. So they actually made the work of solving the problem more difficult than it needed to be. And I can't let it stand.
0: No, and you can't, and that's why we want to bring you on here and give you this voice. It's so important that people hear this, what's really happening out there. When we come back, I've got a question for Ryan. One more in response to David Hogg, and then we're going to move on to some other issues as well, including Nashville. We'll be right back with Parkland Dad, Ryan Petty. Don't go away.
2: Mike Gallagher wanting to let you know that the crew of the Desperado Sport Fish in Virginia Beach, Virginia supports Armed American Radio and the Second Amendment, and I'm right there with them. Now
1: back to Mark
0: Walters. Now back to Mark Walters. That would be me. I'm filling your prescription for freedom today on this Sig hour powerful Sig hour platinum microphone busting out on hundreds of radio stations around the nation today in these car firearms group studios, all of it brought to you by X-Insurance. Let's get back to uh, my conversation with Ryan Petty. Ryan, one more quick question about Hogg. I'll make this uh, kind of a double. I want to make a point, and then uh, follow it up with a quick question about the Guardian program in Florida. But uh, Hogg put out about an hour ago a tweet that somebody he put a screen grab up of. I guess it was a tweet or somewhere, and I don't. Maybe it wasn't a tweet. It was some type of social media that said, uh, "I hope you hang yourself." Which is about the stupidest thing you can do, ladies and gentlemen. No matter how angry you get, don't fall for this. Don't take this nonsense bait and give people like this any more room to wiggle at all. But he replied back, Ryan, they know we're winning. I just had Alan Gottlieb, founder of the Second Amendment Foundation, on the program. And for the last few weeks with Alan, we've been talking about all of the victories that we have been racking up. Not to mention the three Supreme Court victories. These guys can't show anything nor do they have a solution, which leads me to this next question for you, and we'll move on to Nashville. Why is it he's not running his mouth about those armed guards and the Guardian program in Florida? Why don't they want to talk about that when we all know that's the solution, Ryan?
4: Well, because if we protect our schools the way we protect our politicians and we protect our airports, then he's got no way to fundraise. I mean, uh-huh. nobody needs David Hogg anymore, right because we're we're taking care of our schools in Florida now again i I always knock on wood. we haven't had another parkland we're doing We're doing really, really well in trying to prevent these attacks. We blocked a number of uh, of would be uh school shootings in the state of Florida through uh preventative measures and deterrence by having those armed see if you're going to attack a school in Florida. You don't know when and where you're going to meet armed resistance. It -hmm. could be the very first time you walk in a door with a teacher that's carrying concealed. It could be an armed security guard. It could be an SRO. It could be a combination of all of those things. So Florida schools are not the soft targets that these cowards look for. And so we we know we are protecting our schools here. And quite frankly, we don't need David Hogg. That's why he's up in Massachusetts and he's up everywhere else trying to figure out how to make, you know, he wants to make America Massachusetts. Right. Is what he said the other day on Twitter. More like um, even
0: more. He's pushing for more. That's exactly right, ladies and gentlemen. He said he wants more of the tougher laws that Massachusetts has. Uh, You're absolutely spot on with that. Let's let's segue that over to Nashville. (laughs) When. No, I didn't I didn't ask Ryan about this off air prior to this conversation. Now, this is all spontaneous. But let's talk briefly about the response. I'm sure you've seen the the very dramatic video of the shooter being taken out 14 minutes after the call went in and you still had six dead. But the killer was now firing upon police officers from a second floor window when they were when uh, when these cops went in and took her out. This was a 14 minute response, completely different than what didn't happen in Uvalde. What went through your mind when you saw that response and saw that tape?
4: I, I got very emotional. I started crying because that happened too late for my daughter in Parkland. And it didn't happen for any of those poor kids and teachers in Uvalde. And that response is what every American parent deserves. What those Nashville PD folks did when they went in and took that killer out, they moved with purpose. They moved to the, to the danger. They went to towards the gunshots. They pushed forward. They risked their own lives. Those, 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 Officers are heroes, and it brought me to tears to watch them uh, protecting uh, the other students in, in in that school and taking that killer out.
0: Ryan, we know that the armed response is what has to happen in the manifesto that this killer, this deranged psychotic psychopath killer, left behind. We had similar words from Aurora we had similar statements from buffalo uh even parkland there were others where these killers telegraphed that they that they chose their location because they knew they weren't going to meet resistance. What do we have to do to get it through people's heads? Certainly, they they would have they themselves call nine one one seeking a police response if they need help. Why are they not figuring this out? I mean, forget the politics, forget the agenda, forget the fundraise, forget all that. If they really truly want safe schools, why can't they figure this out? Well, we
4: it, it it's so simple. And unfortunately, sometimes it takes a tragedy for communities to sort of wake up and say, okay, um, and for parents to take this seriously. And I, I, you know, the further we get away from the Parkland, the harsher I sound when I'm talking to parents. If you, as a parent, for all the parents listening out there, if you don't know how your child's school would respond to a situation like we saw in Nashville, then you are sending your kids into a danger. Tomorrow morning when they get on that bus and go to school, and you if you don't know as a parent, you are being derelict in your duty to protect them. You need to talk to that school. You need to understand, again, they're not going to tell you all, all the security protocols, but you need to know that if something happens, the response will be quick, it will be, and it will be deadly. And they need to stop the killing as quickly as possible. So... Parents, have that conversation with your child's school. Have it at school board meetings. Have that discussion with other parents where your child goes to school. It's going to take parents standing up and saying, I am not going to send my child into a school that that cannot protect them. And um, only then will it change. And so, parents, it's on you. It's on you to demand better security. And it's on you to tell legislators, you You want your taxes, the money that goes towards paying for schools. You want some of that set aside to protect your children at school.
0: I'm so glad you mentioned that because it's true. It's flat out. It's just an honest, true response. Now, you know, when I was listening to you, I feel I'm comfortable sending my son to school tomorrow. He's on break right now. But, you know, when he goes back, because I know there's armed security at his schools. I know that. And there has been for a long time, both at his elementary school, his middle school and his high school. So we know that. And I live in an area where people appreciate that. Too many parents around the country, Ryan, as you know, don't. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you heed what he said. You've got to get up in their grill. Okay, make yourself heard. Be a nuisance if that's what you have to do. Ryan, I'm going to give you the last word. Uh, we've got 15 or 20 seconds. Go ahead and take it away. Tell listeners what they need to know real quick and maybe how they can, can help you.
4: Look, um, parents, talk to, your, talk to your kids' schools. 14 minutes, as fast as that response was by those Nashville PD officers, Parkland was over in less than six minutes. 34, 17 killed, 17 injured. It, this could have been a lot worse You've got. To, we've got to have an armed response and a deterrent at every school in America. Parents, stand up for your child's safety.
0: Perfect. Well said. I'm going to let it stand right there. Ryan Petty, looking forward to seeing you very soon. Have a great time in Texas. We're going to be giving you a couple phone numbers of some folks that are likely going to hook up with you while you're there. Thank you, Ryan, for everything that you're doing in defense of the Second Amendment. Golly, uh, j- just an amazing individual, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you enjoyed that conversation and hearing what he had to say as much as I enjoyed bringing it to you. When we come back, we're going to talk about Faster Saves Lives with Jim Irvine, who was on The Daily Show this past week. We're going to bring him to the Monster Cast. follow that up with Dr. Jim- John Lott, a classic roundtable. Don't go away. We'll be back at six minutes after this upcoming hour. You've just
2: filled your prescription for freedom with Mark Walters, presented by X Insurance. X Insurance on the Armed American Radio Network.
3: That's four two five four five four seventy twelve.